Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. As the year comes to a close, our staff is writing about our favorite sports moments of 2019. Jason Concepcion explains the year in 10 pieces of pop culture, and we break down the last 10 years of the Marvel Universe. Also, ahead of the new Star Wars movie coming out next week, the staff's discussing Baby Yoda, Rise of Skywalker romances, and what the Resistance will do if they win. You can check this all out on TheRinger.com. Welcome to an all-new, super festive episode of Ringer Dish, Netflix Christmas edition. I'm Kate Hallowell, and I'm here with the Ringer's utmost Netflix original experts. I've got Jordan Liggins in the studio with me. Yes. And we've got Miles Surrey joining us from New York. Guys, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. I am not a Netflix expert, but I know both of you are. And I have a lot of opinions, despite not being like a real true expert. So everyone knows Netflix has basically used all the tools at their disposal to like just get really into the Christmas corner the past few years. Yes. And there are just a bunch of just gloriously bad content on Netflix for us to enjoy every Christmas season. So we're going to run through like some superlatives, awards, so to speak, and basically decide which of the Netflix Christmas offerings we think lands on top in each of these categories. Are we ready? Yes. Are let's we, feel- go. Are we feeling festive? Feeling festive. All right, let's do it. Let's start big. And then kind of work more specific. (laughs) Um, I want to start with the Netflix Christmas MVP. Really through any of the years, I think in recent years, I would say it's been sort of the queen of Netflix Christmas, Vanessa Hudgens. Thoughts? Of course. Of course. I actually disagree. Please. Who have you nominated for this award? So I'm nominating the star of A Christmas Prince, the... (laughs) crown jewel of the Netflix Christmas universe, Rose McIver, who's, uh, she's the star of this CW series, iZombie, and she's, like, the main character of this franchise, a blogger turned queen of a fictional nation. Oh, my God. Because, uh, (laughs) on assignment, she falls in love with, uh, uh, Prince Richard, who, you know, like, the Daily Mail, like, thinks is a bad boy, but he actually has a heart of gold, and they fall in love, and, you know, that old tale, blogger. Blogger turned queen. It's yeah, aspirational, truly. Yeah. Um, actually, I <laughs> it's love... It's what we all want. <laughs> I love Rose McIver. I watched her in Masters of Sex, <laughs> which I'm sure no one She else. was in that? She oh. was in that. Wow. And then I saw her on iZombie. Watched a couple episodes. Wasn't for me, but I still think she's great. And I have only seen the first two Christmas Prince movies. I know, Miles, that you have a lot of feelings about the Christmas Prince extended universe. <laughs> but you're right. She has technically been in more, I think, more movies now on Netflix than Vanessa Hudgens. Technically, even though it's kind of the same movie. Yeah, I know. Times, basically. Yeah, I think, though, with, like, projects being greenlit, I think Hudgens is catching up yeah, with her. Because doesn't definitely. she have um, a second Princess yes. Switch coming? She sure does. Yes. There are going to be three Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> three of them. In the next there, what's, one. Who's the third one? Because there's a baker. There's a princess. I believe she's a party girl. If I'm remembering party correctly, girl. I oh, believe yeah. her name is Fiona. <laughs> Perfect. Um, she's native to Ibiza. Right. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so Vanessa Hudgens, you know, notably starred in The Princess Switch, I believe, last year, where Mm -hmm. she played two different versions of herself, one with a horrible accent, the other one who was like a baker. They both had bad haircuts. They both were great. You liked The Princess Switch, right, Jordan? I loved The Night Before Christmas. Oh, right. Okay, so that's her this year. That's the Vanessa Hudgens 
classic. Instant it's, classic. It's so good. I'm going to go more into it later, okay, especially it's, it's with up, the coats. Right. It's up but. for some other awards as well. Yes. <laughs> um, I also want to give a shout out to Netflix really drawing from the Disney Channel pool. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not only Vanessa Hudgens. It's also this year we have Ashley Tisdale, right. a.k.a. Sharpay. Merry, happy, whatever. That's a Christmas TV show. Which is incredible. Mm, yeah. And then we have Bridget Mendler from. Oh, yeah. Good luck, Charlie and Lemonade, Lemonade Mouth. Lemonade Mouth. So they're just pulling from all these people. I feel like Vanessa Hudgens called up Ashley Tisdale because they're like real friends in real life. Yeah. He was like, you want some of this Netflix money? Like they're passing <laughs> out checks. So I think she just hopped on the train. And here we are with half Disney Channel, half CW and Netflix. It's perfect. It's like all the nostalgia for like our age yeah. of people where we like kind of feel bad for them. But we're like, I will watch Ashley Tisdale in this bad Christmas movie. And like, I will enjoy it. <laughs> yes. And they're like the perfect age where like they could be married and engaged or like they could be like still single. You know, they're like just right. old enough to like basically play any age. Like they're kind of like the early 30s, like contingent. So yeah, the Disney Channel is absolutely thriving in Netflix Christmas universe. It's perfect. I feel like they are all equally the MVPs. Yes. Okay, we're going to go south from MVP all the way to the other side of the spectrum. I want to talk about the most problematic Netflix Christmas original. Some of these we, you know, mm. hate watch in a good way. Some of these Netflix movies were like, they're bad, but I'm having a great time. And some of them are just bad on multiple levels. Any thoughts on what is the most problematic or just the most horrible Netflix Christmas original? That's tough. I it think is tough. <laughs> I, it's not necessarily problematic because it's, again, I, I'm just, full disclosure, I'm be talking about A Christmas Prince, the franchise, a lot. <laughs> Miles, I pod. love that. Please yeah. do. But, uh, so the second one, which is about the royal wedding between the queen blogger and uh, <laughs> now King Richard, the second one focuses so much on the, like, economic turmoil facing Aldovia, which, like, I'm all about, like, addressing income inequality, but it is so weird to be like, people love this cheesy movie. Let's talk about, like, labor strikes with this fictional nation. Like, that's not what I'm here to, to watch. Absolutely it not. Just, it felt like Bernie Sanders' spawn con. It was very strange. It's oh, like, no. can, we just, can we just focus on the dumb royal stuff? Like, monarchies are bad, but, like, this one is good and it's not real. Let's just get to the cheesy <laughs> wedding stuff. And I know people loved the first one and they were so let down by the second one. Were you among that? I think you were. I think I remember reading your coverage of it where you were like, the second one sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like entertaining in the sense that I was just like, what were they thinking? But thankfully, the third one does get back to like the silliness because it's just basically like the dumbest possible version of Knives Out. A peace treaty is stolen. There's a blizzard. Everyone's trapped in the castle. There's it's always like, a blizzard. A whodunit. Oh my gosh, but I love mostly, it. Mostly, even though, you know, our blogger who is now pregnant is doing a bit of like sleuthing, which she calls investigative journalism. It, they're mostly <laughs> just hanging out in the castle. They have a baby shower, even though the culprit could be in the room. Like, it's, <laughs> it's perfectly silly. And it's like, thank you. No one talked about like Bitcoin initiatives. It was just dumb royal stuff. And, Amazing. That's but yeah, the, the second one was bad, though. I would say that that would be mine. Yeah. Jordan, thoughts? <sighs> this was also hard. I feel like I haven't seen Holiday Rush yet. Okay. That's a newer one yeah. this year. But I feel like that could be a little problematic because he is her superior. He's right. like her boss and she's a producer. True. Then they end up together, which I haven't watched, but I just 
just like when you're browsing through Netflix, they're right. just like cuddled up. So I'm like, okay, well, they right. end up together. I did watch the trailer for that. It's Dion Cole and Sinequa Martin-Green, who I love. Yes, from Star Trek, Yes, right? love her. Yes. Um, but yeah, you're right. That didn't occur to me, but you're right. They very much work together and they very much end up together based on the trailer. And you're right. That could be a little problematic. Yeah. And just like not really in the Christmas spirit where his kids are like super spoiled and they're like, I want a pony. And he's like, sorry, we're having money problems. They're like, we hate everything. Right. Like, that's not really <laughs> All right, Christmas let's, yeah. spirit. Let's get back to it. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to shout out really the movie that inspired uh, me adding this category. Holiday in the Wild, um, which stars what Rob, that? Rob Lowe oh. and Kristen Davis. <laughs> the best. It's worst. I saw someone on Twitter talking about it as like the ultimate volunteerism mm. movie, which is like white woman and white man travel to Africa and decide that they alone can save the elephants. Uh, oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it takes that turn. It's like at Christmas <laughs> and they're falling in love. And basically it's just like kind of the ultimate like white savior narrative where um, somebody tweeted and was like, white lady, I want to help. Local slash professional elephant rescuer. What do you know about elephants? White lady, tearfully, nothing. Local, <laughs> extends one hand and nods. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sums it up. And she's a vet. <laughs> too right. in the movie so she's like I usually work on cats and dogs but like how can elephants be any different and it's like oh. and they're like you're right you've unlocked it <laughs> we've spent our lives living here and working with these but like it was you we were waiting for yes. wow, what an ethical vet right like, yes yeah obviously yeah. an elephant's never like walked into my office but like I'm sure I can handle it it's just like a giant cat how different could it be how different um, so yeah I've seen a lot Ooh. of things about the problems with this movie other than the fact that like Rob Lowe does not strike you as an air as like a pilot oh, like gosh. a rugged nothing yeah. about Rob Lowe says rugged yeah um, but also all. I think it's interesting with Holiday in the Wild because Kristen Davis in real life has uh-huh. two adoptive black children uh-huh. and so I feel like it was kind of like here's my movie to be like I love black people and <laughs> Africa and here I'm gonna help the elephants and this is gonna be great and it was just like cheery I'm like it's kind of a sad time with like the right. dead elephant in the back can we talk about that in so many shots at the beginning just the dead elephant there's yeah. just a dead elephant in the back I'm like this is so Jesus. sad and, and we're just like Cheerily. It took a dark turn real yeah. quick with, like, the ivory talk and everything. And then you just have, like, the white savior narrative. Right. And they're, like, like casually falling in love. And he's like, African what? mistletoe. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> what? All right. Yeah. This, let's go. We kind of got into this when Miles was talking about Christmas Prince. But I want to talk about the dumbest plot lines mm. in Netflix Christmas originals. Miles, you mentioned the um, the <laughs> economics of Aldovia. Is that on your yeah. list? Maybe that's just, it's the same superlative, but um, I mean, I have to say, stolen peace treaty in the third one, the royal baby, basically the reason, other than the peace treaty being stolen from another fictional nation called Panglia, the the thing (laughs) is like, technically, if they don't sign the treaty, the the two countries return to a state of war and... According to an ancient cur- like according to an ancient prophecy, her baby would be cursed. So, so, so magic is real in this universe. Well, it's funny because they never outright say it. The the like queen mother's just like, oh, people don't believe in sorcery now, but it's never like reassuring enough. Like, no, the curse isn't real. It's just like, oh, people don't really believe that now. So, so it could be. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like if I was in her perspective, a pregnant blogging queen. <laughs> I, I would I would still be nervous. I'd be like, we should probably yeah. find this thing. And I probably wouldn't have a good time at my own baby shower, which she did like not long after this thing getting stolen and like finding out about a curse. But it's what Martin Scorsese would call cinema. 
Oh, I agree. That's what I'll say. Perfect. I agree. Jordan, I have the night before Christmas on here um, for dumbest plot just because mm-hmm. there's also a curse and there's also a lot of magic. Yes. Thoughts? Yeah, so, so what happens? He like travels through time? He sure does. Of course. <laughs> Come All <on>. right. <laughs> So he Sorry, travels. my mom wanted to watch it, but my sister and I over Thanksgiving were just like, no. Miles was like, Christmas prints are nothing. <laughs> yeah, or nothing. Come on. They're tearing this family apart. Um, so yeah, he gets like, he has an amulet that's magical. He gets sent forward in time to fall in love nice. with Vanessa Hudgens. Do you feel He's that destiny. this is a dumb plot or do you feel like it works? You know, I felt like it worked. Great. I love that. <laughs> I was I was here for it. Sure. I, my uh, vote was Christmas Inheritance mm. because that was just bad. It was so boring. I uh, think that really was my, my plot where, yeah. you know, her father was the CEO of this quote-unquote gift company and she was the next in line to be the CEO. He sends her on a mission to deliver a Christmas letter in Snow Falls, which <laughs> I also made a note of that name. <laughs> Snow falls. Then, of course, there's a storm. Of course, she falls in love with the guy who's running the inn. And we learn early on that she's engaged. And, of course, fiancé surprises her at Snowfall's Inn. And then she's like, ooh, JK, I'm actually in love with this guy now, so bye. The fiancé was so much hotter. It was The guy she ends up with is... he was a jerk, though. Yeah, and it's... I know he was, but she ends up with Jake Lacey from Obvious Child. Yeah. Um, And Pete from The Office. Right. And he honestly, he's looked better in other movies. I'm not anti-Jake Lacey, but the hair in this one was tough. It was bad. It was tough. I don't know if it was just windy or yeah. like the snow from Hard Snow Falls. Say. It uh, was rough. Yeah, you're right. That movie was snow not Snow Falls is pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> really bad. We're going to talk about names in a second. Just real quick under Dumbest Plot, I wanted to shout out The Holiday Calendar. Ooh. Starring Cat Graham from the CW's Vampire Diaries. Ooh. Uh, it's about a magical advent calendar. So. Oh. I really don't need to say more than that. It, you like, really don't. It grants wishes, and it's a magical advent calendar, and that's the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tells the future. It's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dumb. Very um, So actually, we can pivot from A Christmas Inheritance and The Christmas Prince to the best use of an heir. Mm-hmm. Netflix Christmas movies love a good heir or heiress. Uh, Why? I, I truly just, don't know. They're just like Christmas. Royalty, some of it. Yeah. So Christmas in. Inheritance I have on here. I know that Miles wants to talk about the Christmas <laughs> Prince extended universe. Yeah, I'll talk about other things eventually, I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, Christmas inheritance, like she doesn't, they don't need to call her an heiress, first of all. Right. Like, just because you're inheriting a company from your CEO father does not make you an heiress. It was a stretch. Like that's not, you're not a princess. You're not. You're not inheriting a country. No. You're inheriting like a bank. <laughs> Pretty much. That's not. Like a gift bank. Right, basically. <laughs> and they tried to just make her like the party girl and like the best moment was when she got drunk at the charity event and she tried to like climb this this tree of gifts. And then of course, it's like fake TMZ like splashes her everywhere. Eris, troublemaker. I'm like this is, what is How happening? How close will that scene be to party girl Vanessa Hudgens in the Christmas <laughs> Or the Princess Switch 3. It will probably be probably pretty filmed similar. at the same location. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And also just shout out, I forget the actress's name, but she's in the CW, The 100. Oh, yeah. Um, so the CW cast is really filling out a lot of these as well. There they go. Uh, we have a quick subcategory for the most ridiculous fake country name. I had Snowfalls down in here, even though it's not a country name, just because it was <laughs> yeah. so perfect. That's why I picked it. Uh, Miles, we have Aldovia in A Christmas Prince. What are your feelings on that name? 
I actually, I slightly prefer Aldovia to the Princess Switch's Belgravia. Right. Which technically, they might exist in the same world, even though A Christmas Prince is shown on Netflix in A Princess Switch. It's it's like genuinely very confusing to unpack. Yes. But basically, in the third Christmas Prince movie, you see <laughs> Belgravia on a map. So it's like, these worlds exist mm-hmm. together Maybe their version of A Christmas Prince on Netflix is a biopic. Right. So we need to talk about this. (laughs) It's it's wild. It's wild. They do apparently exist in the same world. And Netflix does a thing where like somebody will mention Aldovia in like one of their movies and somebody will mention Belgravia in another movie. And you're like, okay. So like clearly they exist in the same extended universe. And that would be fine if they didn't also do the thing where their characters are watching other Netflix originals on TV in their movies. It's wild. It's the most like meta product placement. It makes no sense. Also, like, the more fictional nations they add, like, Panglia's a third one, it's just like, what what's happening to the actual globe? Like, there are so many <laughs> right. fake countries, like, it almost gives me anxiety. Right, like, where are they? Are they yeah, on the continent? Like, did we lose Laos or something? Like, where are these places? <laughs> right, it's like, we can't, we can't just had to keep go. adding countries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Netflix does this thing where it happened in the holiday calendar, it happened in Princess Switch, where they just are watching other... Christmas movies. It happened like somebody was watching Holiday in the Wild. I was like, you really don't have better things to do than watch Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe. Yes. <laughs> and in the night before Christmas, my favorite part was that was his first time ever turning on a television. And that's what he watched. <laughs> like a significant <laughs> moment in the film. He's being introduced to modern technology and he turns on and literally it's a Netflix Christmas movie. Unbelievable. That is, that is, a, that is sad crossover material. <laughs> Honestly, oh I love it. God. That's such a huge flex. It really like, is. They know that everyone watching that movie is like, wait, I just skipped that on like my lineup yep. and went with A Night Before Christmas and like now you're giving me this anyway. <laughs> yeah, like Everyone perfect. knows what's happening. <laughs> it wow. kind of reminds me of uh, the new season of Veronica Mars on Hulu. Like she like relaxes with her hubby and it's like, oh yeah, let's... Hulu and relax tonight. That's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's not a thing, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just the ultimate product placement. Yeah. All right. This next category was thought up by Miles, and I'm just extremely grateful for it. This is Netflix's hottest Santa. I think yes. we can probably agree on the winner. Yeah. Let's just. Um. Let's agree. Miles, would you like to do the honors? That would be Kurt Russell in the Christmas Chronicles. And it's actually, like, a little different from the rest of, like, these Netflix movies. Because the other ones are obviously, like, like cheesy and kind of like a Hallmark or Lifetime original movie kind of way. Mm-hmm, but the, right. this one's more sort of like, like, you remember, like, those Tim Allen Santa Claus movies? Yes. Totally. It, yeah, it's kind of like that. But obviously, instead of Santa Claus being Tim Allen, who sucks, uh, it's <laughs> Kurt Russell. And he's just kind of like a Santa who fucks. Um <laughs> And, like, I sort of make fun of him for this, but, like, he got his actual wife, Goldie Hawn, to show up in the end as uh, Mrs. Claus. Incredible. And she does chastise him for being naughty. And they're going to be in a sequel. So it's like, they just get to flirt and role play while being paid a lot of money by Netflix. So (laughs) power to them. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in 2020. Amazing. Yeah. I So I was skeptical of this when you—I had not watched this movie— and I've watched now a significant portion of it. And he's a pretty hot Santa. Because I was like, Kurt Russell, like, not that hot now. Right. Like, used to be, sure. For some reason, as Santa, 
I think it's the <laughs> it fit. works. It's the fur it for really, me. Really <laughs> works. The beard kind of does it. Yeah. I was like, Kurt Russell. Damn, also, what's it, it helps that he's not really playing Santa. He's just playing Kurt Russell in a Santa costume. Right. Totally. Right. So like he's Definitely. just being himself. And yes. he like actual Kurt Russell is kind of charming. That's true. He is extremely charming. I also wanted to shout out one other. I was like, there first of all, there aren't that many Santas. Yeah. On Netflix Christmas, I was, like, looking through the whole slate, and, like, they just have really pivoted away from the whole Santa thing. Yeah. Uh, which, sure, I guess, why not? <laughs> why not? But there is one other offering that kind of has a hot Santa, and that's the animated film Klaus. Oh. Um, <laughs> animated hot Santa. Pretty good. And it's voice, he's voiced by J.K. Simmons. He's, like, super oh, buff, wow. giant Santa. Wow. And I don't know how people feel about animated characters being deemed hot, but I was like, all right. <laughs> J.K. No, Simmons, no, like, it's, sure. it's fine. Okay. We, animated yeah, I felt like this would be, be a, this would be a safe space for that take. Oh, definitely. A safe um, space. So yeah, I would say runner up to Kurt Russell would be J.K. Simmons as Klaus. Okay. Wait, yeah. so he was buff. That is so. So basically, he was like actual J.K. Simmons as Santa because yes. J.K. Simmons is like disturbingly buff. He is after, ever since the uh, the Batman pictures that went up of him in the gym. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, like him and Whiplash, it was just like he basically won True. an Oscar for his guns and for yelling. <laughs> not, not that it wasn't he, deserved. <laughs> he keeps it tight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Kurt. Russell, let's move on to the best musical number in a Netflix Christmas original. Mm. Kurt Russell absolutely crushes Santa Claus's back in town in the Christmas Chronicles. Also oh, great yeah. fit during that scene. Yes. <laughs> he really just brings it. That was amazing. Anyone else have any nominations? Well, it wasn't a musical number within the movie, mm-hmm. but going back to Holiday Calendar, yes. Christmas Time by Quincy was an original Ooh. song. For the film. Wow. And, you know, if you don't know who Quincy is, he is the adoptive son of Diddy. And his dad is Albie Shore, who is like R&B royalty. Wow. So he was like destined to be in the music industry. Should he? Mm, Probably not. But (laughs) holiday Netflix music industry? Yes. Sure. Like that is where (laughs) his lane is. So it's like an R&B kind of sexual Christmas song. (laughs) That's like, why is this in the movie? Besides the fact that Quincy sang it, but it's just great. And it's so catchy that mm. it'll be in your head for like days. I'll add it to my Spotify playlist. Please. A lot um, of horny Christmas energy. For <laughs> <Netflix>. Sure. <laughs> also in Let It Snow, which is kind of the sort of, you know, like all the movies where it's like has a bunch of different plot lines and a bunch mm-hmm. of different romances and like they my all kind of know each other. So uh, they love actually it. Maybe? Yes. <laughs> this was yeah. like the CW Riverdale version of oh, God. Love Actually called Let It Snow. <laughs> Uh, it's got Kieran Shipka, it's got Oday Rush, it's got like a bunch, just a bunch of like those teens that you've seen in things. Mm-hmm. But Shamik Moore has an original song in that Ooh. that's pretty catchy, pretty good. I love him. Um, Kieran Shipka and Mitchell Hope also sing an impromptu duet in church uh, mm. in this movie, which seemed really unnecessary to be entirely <laughs> honest. I was like, I didn't need that from you. I also wanted to shout out A Very Murray Christmas Oh, in this category because this yeah. was from 2015. This was like one of the original Netflix Christmas attempts. Mm-hmm. They haven't really done like a Christmas special like this since then. Casey Musgraves just did one for, I believe, Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but they haven't really done ever. I didn't love A Very Merry Christmas. People like really talked about it when it came out just because it was like kind of the first Netflix attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, it had like Miley Cyrus, blah, blah, blah. But I did want to shout out Maya Rudolph sings, I believe it's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home in A Very Merry Christmas and she crushes it. Wow. Maya Rudolph's just fabulous. She's great. Great voice on that lady. But yeah, I also wanted to ask, will Vanessa Hudgens, not will, when will Vanessa Hudgens sing in a Netflix Christmas original? I'm shocked that she hasn't yet. Maybe the third one is secretly 
the yeah. third sister yes. in the second movie. She is movie. a party girl. Yeah. Maybe she's like undercover singer Ooh. and like wants to oh. be a Ooh. rock star or something. Yeah. And then that's when she'll sing. So who's she going to switch with? It's a great question. I guess <laughs> yeah. they're all going to have to go like the other, like one will have to go, like she'll have to become the princess. Princess will become Baker. Baker becomes party girl. Party girl becomes princess. Yeah, just, right? Oh man, just if move she becomes the a princess, like Daily Mail's going to have have gonna so have much fun with that. Yeah, Can't wait to see it. All right. Let's move on to biggest winter fits. This was a category Jordan has a lot of feelings about yes. because Jordan always has the biggest winter fits at TheRinger.com. Oh, wow. Thank you Some so much. Some incredible outerwear um, Do you guys get winter in LA? <laughs> no. No, not really. Once it gets down Usually to like... sweating. <laughs> once it gets down to like 60, Jordan oh, brings God. out the coats. Yes. I hate yeah. you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jordan, hit us with your nominations. Okay. Well, my first nomination is actually Kristen Davis in... Holiday in the Wild, where she's repping her leopard print dress. Yes. In the beginning scene, drinking a martini. And I feel like it was such an homage to Sex in the City you're that right. I was like, of course, you're wearing a leopard dress in Africa. Like, that's perfect. Yes. I would have packed it too, of course. <laughs> and also, of course, Vanessa Hudgens, A Night Before Christmas. They're just swapping coats like every scene. You gotta and it's do it. Great. Like, it's great. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's that cold on this set yes. of. Fictional Christmas. This was the one movie where I was like, they filmed this in the middle of Los Angeles. They filmed it in the middle of Los Angeles in like three days. They only filmed at three locations the whole movie. I'm like, we're going back here? It's absolutely 80 degrees and everyone wants to go home. I loved it. But also for the Christmas Eve party that, you know, the whole history with her parents and Mm -hmm. everything. She rocked a beautiful red lace dress with a red lip. I was like, yes, Gabriella. I love it. That was the one on all the like posters and stuff, which deserve. Like it has to be. It has to be. Speaking of a good lace dress, Miles, I noticed that they sort of Kate Middleton eyed the -hmm. main character in A Christmas Prince. uh, Christmas Prince 3. She's got a lot of the Kate Middleton like lacy dresses on. She does. Although I have to say, when when I was thinking about this, I, I didn't think much about dresses. I was thinking of Cousin Simon, who is sort of like the reformed bad boy of the franchise. Hell yeah. Because he sort of has like a low-key, like chaotic Roman Roy energy to him. <laughs> and I feel like with every passing installment, because I assume they're going to make these till like the earth's dried up and we're all Forever. dead. Forever, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I think like they've just sort of positioned him from sort of being like this petulant, jealous little like cousin on the side to like kind of the, like a, ba- a bad boy who's proud of it and is just like, mm. yeah. Like, I know I look good. What of it? Love it. Um, I can't think of a single outfit he wore, he's worn, but um, <laughs> he just has— energy. It, yeah, it's the energy. the energy. The aura. Sorry. It's a I, big fit energy. It, as people in New York know, I, like, own, like, maybe, like, five pairs of clothes. So I, I'm, not, I'm not the best hype beast, like, aficionado. <laughs> there is just a lot of really solid outterwear in, like, every single Netflix Christmas yes. original. Because, like, that's what you come for. You come for the pretty <laughs> that's people where dressed the budget in pretty goes. clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly you where the You just got to They go to Burlington Coat Factory. They come out with 50 coats. And they're like, we're good. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Our next category, this is very, very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, most ridiculous Christmas adjacent occupation. Hallmark has really made this into an art form. Yes. Where they'll I agree. be like, she works for a bookstore that is in the North Pole and only sells Christmas related books. <laughs> it's like, okay, like that's something that, that people do for a real job. <laughs> um, but what are our options from Netflix? This one was kind of tough, but I feel like just going back to holiday calendar, Mm -hmm. Cat Graham as the 
overworked, aspiring photographer that has to dress up as an elf and take pictures of kids with Santa was just perfect. That's such an overdone yeah. job. It and it's because it is perfect. They yeah. have to wear something stupid. They, like, hate it. They have more, like, they're aspiring to something greater, but, like, they're, like, forced into this, like, once a year. Definitely. Um, that's also Zoe Deschanel's uh, occupation in Elf. Yes. And <laughs> as I was looking through Christmas offerings, this is not a Netflix original, but it is on Netflix. If this I say this and you're like, oh, my God, I must see it. In A Cinderella Story, Christmas Wish, uh, the main character also works as an elf at a Christmas tree lot. Perfect. So... It's just great. Have that's either of you guys for. seen Last Christmas? Like oh. the Amelia Clark oh, movie? Oh, she also works as an elf. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's a what whole is trend. It about, what is it about the elf costume? I don't know. It's not sexy. It's not. Like, Maybe it's just so like, sad that you have to It has the potential to, to be sexy, but like the fact um, that it's their job, it makes it, I think, less I guess. Sexy. I guess it's like, plus it's, you know, it's like they're a good sport, but they hate it. Yeah. They hate Christmas. And then like somebody has to come change their heart yeah. about that. But yeah, you're right. That's really overdone. Can we just retire that going forward? No more women dressed as elves taking pictures <laughs> or selling things. Just retire the elf costume. Retire forever. It. So, yeah, just a lot of bakers, a lot of, like, bookstore owners, a lot of heiresses and heirs. Yeah. The occasional blogger. As the occasional know, blogger is important. I could do with more of that, to be entirely honest. I like to see myself in film. All right. <laughs> the next category is the biggest you're better than this moment. Really, options just abound. Here. <laughs> so many. There are a lot of people in really just Christmas movies in general, but in Netflix original Christmas movies who I was like, why are you here? Do you really not have anything better to do? While also being, like, Good for you. Like, yeah. collect that check. Yeah, you know? collect the money. Like, I'm clapping, but then I'm also like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? How did we get here? I'm a little How sad. How did we get here? Um, I have Andy McDowell on here, Ooh. which this is probably a few years late for, like, the year better than this thing for her. Like, it, maybe it's like, are you now? But I did want better. Honestly, Kurt Russell, I was also kind of like, <laughs> eh. especially Goldie Hawn. I'm like, eh. yeah. But also like, sure, you know, why collect not? the check, get your money. And we haven't mentioned this movie yet. Uh, El Camino Christmas Ooh, I is that. Uh, El Camino. That's a what? That's not like a, another <laughs> Breaking real. Bad spinoff. No, oh. it's a black comedy. Uh, Tim Allen is in it, of course, um, but also in it is Jessica Alba. Oh, and she doesn't have a very big role. She's just like kind of there, and it's like supposed to be like an adult comedy Christmas mm. movie. And it's just really horrible, and I'm really sad that she's not doing anything better. That's extra sad that she's not even a lead. No. Like, that she's just passing by. Yeah, she's just, like, kind of in it. It was pretty sad. I also felt that um, Kiernan Shipka could be doing Mm -hmm. a little better. Like, I know that Sabrina's basically, like, pure CW on Netflix. (laughs) Right, But, like, she sold herself short with, like, a Love Actually ripoff. And then she also did a Quiet Place ripoff called The Silence that came out, like, earlier this year mm. and it's like look I it's mean rebounded. get that check but like post Mad Men like right. Sabrina's cool but like the the other things like it's not what you want to see right she's kind of leveled out a little bit yeah. and like is kind of just happy collecting Netflix money <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, like should, I can respect could, it but right but you like could you do could do more yeah you we want do more. more for you yes shoot for the stars yeah and I kind of felt the same for Rob Lowe yeah. Like, I was like, this is a tough, ro- oh, yeah. tough role, Rob. Yeah. Like, he just kept popping up. That was just his character. It's just, <laughs> I'm going to pop up around every corner to the point where I thought he was going to be an angel in the end. Like, I didn't know if he was going to be real. You never know. I know. You never know. Maybe, there's a, se- maybe there's a <laughs> sequel. I don't know. But he just kept popping up as, like, this <laughs> random guy. And I'm like, what? 
I yeah. wanted more for you. He used to be, you know, Parks and Rec was so big for him. It was he so used great. To, you know, West Wing. And now <sighs> we're out here with Kristen Davis talking to elephants. You hate, you hate to tough. see it. I really hate to see you do. it. He's also going to be in a 911 spinoff. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, wow. I forget what it's called. Oh, um, 911 Lone Star, because it's going to be in oh, Texas. No. <laughs> yeah. Lone Star. Like a literal spinoff. Rob Lowe's yeah. going to play a Texan? Uh, maybe he'll be a Texas transplant. We'll see. <laughs> maybe like the like California man who like nobody respects. He has to like yeah, because if he's trying to do a an accent, uh, like right, someone that was just douse him with the fire hose if he tries that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, our last category, we get to crown the definitive best Netflix Christmas original. I want to hear cases from both of you. Mm. I. Don't know that any of these are like my super favorites, <laughs> so I'm very either. open to what you have to say. Uh, Miles, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but please hit me. A Christmas Prince. The first one. The first one first specifically. One. Okay. Okay, tell I, me why. Yeah, so I feel like it was kind of ridiculous and endearingly cheesy, but in a way that perhaps they didn't intend. Because I feel like with the sequels, they were kind of more self-aware of how dumb the premise is and like by leaning into it it sort of lost a bit of that like dumb magic (laughs) but uh the sequels are still fun but I feel like yeah the first one just sort of it it sort it applies to a lot of franchises the first one's great and then the the sequels just kind of can't live up to the original right I remember when the first one because like nobody really was like knew what it was or like was really intent on watching it until it came out and all the blogs started coming out about like what is this movie it's so stupid (laughs) there's so many things that don't make sense like just her being the blogger and the fake country name and like the little sister who had like some disease and like blah 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 and like (sighs) she wore the chucks to the ball and like I just remember there were so many things that were memed so quickly yeah and like people would not stop talking about it when it first came out Netflix also helped with that because they tweeted something like to like the 50 something people who watched A Christmas Prince like 17 days in a row what's wrong with you are you okay yeah I remember that yeah I remember that they really leaned into it and I think they may have like kind of pretended like it was a bigger deal than it was but then everyone was like oh my god the whole world is watching this movie I must watch it yeah and I did that I was part of the problem, and I apologize for that. We're the reason that we have two and three and probably four incoming. I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the Christmas Prince himself? Because, like, he's my problem with this franchise. I think Rose is lovely. I do not give a flying fuck about the actual Christmas Prince. So the thing is, like, obviously, like, it's very, you know— PG, but like there's nothing sexy about him. And like they no. have no sexual chemistry. None. And it, it feels even more pronounced because Simon clearly fucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roman Roy guy, the uh the, yeah, uh, the yeah, problematic the, sibling. Yeah, it, cause it's like I just genuinely like the only evidence that like he could have sex is that they have a royal baby on the way because there's right. absolutely no chemistry between them. And like it's not necessarily a problem, but it's like truly I don't get the appeal of wanting to marry this guy other than, like, <laughs> becoming the queen of a fictional nation. <laughs> right. I have to ask you, have you guys ever seen The Prince in Me with Julia Stiles? Yes. I it's love that one. It's so good. That's great. And That's the, what it reminds me of. The Prince in that is legitimately sexy. Mm-hmm. That's my problem is because I saw that one. I've seen that one so many times, and I, lo- I legitimately love that movie. <laughs> it's really good. And then I was like, oh, The Christmas Prince. Like, this seems like a knockoff, but, like, I could get into it. Yeah. And, like, The Christmas Prince, the guy in that whose name I have not bothered to learn and probably will never, 
He so sorry. is such <laughs> like a knockoff, like white bread with mayonnaise version of Luke Mabley in The Prince and Me mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, like you fall so short <laughs> of what you could be. Isn't yeah. there another one with Amanda Bynes? Yes. What's okay, no. One? There's there are like three other ones that, but they first time they changed the prince for the second one, and then oh. the, the third one they changed both of them. So it's like <laughs> in the the first one, it's like, or no, they changed Julia Styles and it's like still Luke Mabley. And then in the third one, it's like two totally different people. And I'm like, this is not can we just make this a different franchise? Because like it's clearly not the same thing. It's not the same thing. But yeah, that one is legitimately good. I highly recommend you guys watch The Prince and Me. It's not Christmas related, really, but it's It's iconic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So my my advice to Netflix for the Christmas prince is like, give us a different prince. I would continue to watch Rose. I don't want to watch whoever the other guy is. Yeah, maybe they'll be call quite a twist. Princess Me and yeah. they just switch them out. Just switch them out. We'll pretend not to notice. <laughs> we'll just all collectively agree to pretend not to Look notice. the other way. Uh, Jordan, what is your absolute favorite best Netflix Christmas original? <sighs> this was hard. This was tough. I think... My absolute favorite is Holiday in Handcuffs with Mario Lopez. Oh, my God. Jonar. This is your, okay, so this but, is not a Netflix original, but just like Netflix Christmas movie. Well, that was just my Netflix Christmas movie. But I, I had to pick one. And I it might be A Night Before Christmas. I love that for you. One, the play on words. Come <laughs> on. Like, that is just great. Like, it's an all-time punny night, title. And then K-N-I-G-H-C. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, Jordan's man. on the copy desk at the ringer, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Just a wordsmith. I love the play on words. I love Vanessa Hudgens. And I I don't love how it took them so long to be like, I don't know. There's just the whole plot. <laughs> Wasn't my favorite, but I think <laughs> other than that, though, <laughs> other than that, just the movie, how she's a teacher, right. how she was cheated on and how he's like just so nice and like such a gentleman because it's like chivalry and he's a knight. And right. I'm just like, oh, that's really sweet. So on the subject of British heartthrobs, how do we feel about Josh Whitehouse, who is the knight in Night Before Christmas? You know, um, <laughs> are the women carrying these movies? Definitely. That's what, that's what I'm that? actually going to say. I think, I think they say. are. Yeah, it's it's Vanessa Hudgens' movie, right. and we just needed a night to just fill in. He does the job, though, and they're cute yeah. together, like when they're, you know, decorating the Christmas tree, and he's just kind of so helpless because he doesn't know where he is right. or what he's like, year or what? time it is, so she's just so nice and helping him. So I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And just how when he has to go back— she was legitimately sad. I was like, oh, this is real love. Like, sometimes <laughs> when they just happen overnight, I'm like, uh, I don't believe your love. Right. But this, I believed it. And I was like, wow. I'm here for this. Stay wow. forever night. Okay, so we've accidentally identified the problem with Netflix Christmas and how they can improve is they need better love interests. Yeah. They need better guys. They need, like, a Noah Centineo breakout of the Netflix Christmas universe. Or more Simons. Right. They need, like, somebody—really, it is just the women it that is. are carrying everything here. It they is. need, like, a real heartthrob Christmas edition. So we can believe their right. love. Other than Kurt Russell. Right. It's yeah. the women <laughs> and Kurt Russell. Um, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me in this super festive Christmas edition podcast. If you want to listen to more stuff on the Netflix Christmas canon, we've talked about it a lot on Tea Time. We have a lot of feelings about Vanessa Hudgens. Also listen to Jam Session and future episodes of Ringer Dish. Subscribe, like, all that good stuff. And you can tweet at us if you have a lot of thoughts about, you know, the Netflix Christmas canon. It's truly (laughs) endless. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, Kaya, for producing. We will see you next week on Ringer Dish. Ringer Dish.